Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Dodgeball Podcast. In this episode, I'm joined by Vince. Vince, how you doing, man? I'm doing very well. How are you? Pretty good. Uh, I know we were talking offline about our past weekends, but um, obviously some time has passed since Worlds, and you know, one of the things I want to ask you and some of the other um, guests that I talked to about Worlds is like, just how are you adjusting? I mean, are you back to normal, back to regular life? I mean, how, how's, how's settling began or been going for you? Um, it's, it's going well. I'm back to, to work. I, as soon as I got back from, um, from Canada, I was straight to uh, the computer to make up on, uh, on missed time. Um, I am not back in the office, but I'm back on my computer in my little office at home doing work, doing architecture. Um, the kids are doing sports. They're back in school. So everything is back in the swing of things. And when it, when it comes to like my family life, I actually, um, in terms of dodgeball, I haven't played since. I'm gonna um, take a break um, until I feel that I'm, I'm ready to come back if that um, time ever comes. Gotcha. And I obviously want to kind of talk about that, but if um, if you're good, we can kind of just maybe recap some of the like preliminaries of the of Worlds if if you're down. For sure. Um, this being you know cloth USA's first foray into cloth and snagging bronze was was really impressive and it was really cool hearing it from. Chris's perspective, but you, you know, being a veteran, having uh, competed in foam and just, you know, in, in UDC, like just across the whole gamut of competitive dodgeball, what, what was this like for you? What was it like getting into cloth and and competing on, on that stage? For me, getting into cloth was, it was super exciting. Um, uh, it was an opportunity, I feel, for me to, to shine more because um, like you discussed with Chris, the cloth game is more similar to 8.5, which is my my strongest ball type. Um, so I was super excited to be able to to do cloth and, and shine out there. Um, foam has become a, a, a smaller person's sport, in my opinion. You have to be able to get as small as an envelope because it's the game. I feel is more so about surviving than it is about having a powerful throw. Because as far as as I can tell, like everyone can throw gas like everyone that's on the highest level the top four or five teams they can all throw really well most people can catch really well it's just can you survive the the onslaught of balls and the team that can do that the best i feel has the best chance of, of winning and um i'm a bigger dude so um it's i don't think foam is is my strong suit any longer so I didn't even try out for for foam this year. I felt that cloth was better suited for my game. I had a better, I could bring more to the team in cloth than I could to to foam. So that's why I chose to go with cloth, and I was I was super excited for it. You know, right. um, it was the first time that it was at Worlds. Um, we had some of the best teams coming in from um, the UK, and um, I wanted to prove that we can compete with them and we can beat them. And um, it just didn't um, unfold as I had hoped. But yeah, I mean, everybody wants the gold off the off the off the bat, right? But to be able to, as I understand, you know, cloth has been ongoing, especially in the UK, for quite some time now. Yeah. So to just show up, hey, here we are. You know, we're gonna we're gonna take third. I feel like that's a really good statement. Um, and we'll see what happens two years from now. You know, if um, I don't know if you're gonna go out for it, but um you know, people have a really good idea of what to expect. So now they're going to spend the next two years training for it. I, I would hope. Yeah. Which is, it's, it's, it's great. But for me, like, I don't, I want gold or nothing. And that was always my mindset going into it. So for sure it, for, in terms of, um, you know, USA dodgeball in the sport and the new ball type, it's, it's great. But for me, it was ultimately a failed trip. Like we could have got gold. We had the the skill. We had it. It was very hard to um, to learn this game because they, the rules were so different and they kept changing them. Um, but we had the ability to to win. I feel like I don't think that I'm being too crazy in saying that. I mean, the the semifinal games that we were in, they were they were pretty close, you know. So, and as we played, we got better. I think if you watch our bronze medal games. In particular, the um, the men's game against Canada, like I think if we played like that all weekend, we would have for sure been in the finals, and I think we would have had a very good chance at winning. I mean, this is 
pretty decisive win. You guys were like up, I think, by like maybe 10 or 11 points by the, by halftime when I was watching. It's like, oh, they got this, like no problem. Yeah. Do you think yeah. um, it would have just been more practice together, understanding the rule sets more, some of the nuances that Chris maybe talked about? Or, I mean, what do you think you guys could have done differently um, to get gold, if you don't mind me asking? Um, well, I, the, the first day of the tournament was our first day playing together as a team. So you have to start there. Like we need more experience um, in order to win. And after playing together for the the duration of the tournament, the the four the four or five days, come the last day, we we I feel we figured it out for the most part. So it takes experience with the rules, right? Because the rules are like when we were practicing, something would happen. Um, when we we're practicing in, in Los Angeles. Something would happen, and we'll someone be like, well, what's the rule? And our joke was, whatever you think the rule is, it's the opposite. Because <laughs> nothing really made sense like, based on the way we had been playing dodgeball for the past, the past 15 years. The rules are just so different. So it, was, it took a while for us to understand the ebb and flow of the game. Gotcha. Now, do you feel two years from now preparing the U.S. for like embracing cloth more and more, this won't be an issue? Or, or do you feel like these are like fundamental kinks that need to be discussed and addressed? Um, like, I guess for lack of better words, do you think it's just a matter of time before these rules make sense and you kind of get that out of the way moving forward? Or is that kind of too soon to tell? I, I absolutely believe with time we'll get a, get a hold of the rule, get a hang of the rules and be able to be in the championship game of, of any tournament. I think we need, we need more cloth tournaments in the United States. I think I might have only played um, two. One being uh, Premier, right? That was uh, yeah, like back in March, I think, February? Yeah, yeah, the one that we, we played in to uh, basically get called to the combine. Gotcha. But there, yeah. There's not a lot. So we're going to need a lot more cloth dodgeball tournaments where you have super high competition in the States. And I think that, I mean, we had a league going in LA in, in preparation for Worlds, there was a cloth league. And I feel like it might have been the only cloth league in the entire country. I could be totally wrong. But as far as I know, I think that was the only cloth league being played in the country. So we have our one league, and then UK has, I don't even know how many, and they've been playing for years and years and years. Right. Yeah, I mean, hopefully... Um you know, your teammates and people just come back home and realize, okay. And even as we're talking about now, like, um, no more of is cloth going to be a, a fly by night. I think no, it's here. So hopefully we'll see more, um, leagues step up and, and do more than just kind of, um, and this isn't a stab at cactus at all, but you know, they did the Sunday competitive practices with foam or excuse me with cloth, mm -hmm. but that's, you know, a couple of weeks going into, into worlds. That's, that's not going to cut it. So I imagine, you know, we won't be in this position again where, you know, we're not, uh, we as in, you know, the, the, your, your former players, your, your league teammates, what are going to do a better job helping prepare the athletes to, to, to dominate. So, um, I guess we'll find out in a couple of years. Yeah. I mean, I, I want to give a shout out to the people in Los Angeles who came out and trained with us. Um, there was a lot of people who showed up every week and they really, they really pushed us and they got a lot better. We got a lot better playing with them and um, I mean without them we wouldn't have been able to, to look as good as we did so shout out to everyone that came out to uh cloth dodgeball in, uh, in LA nice. every week it was it was it was huge for us that's very cool I mean, that shows um you know a, a common purpose like hey we want team USA to do well so let's let's be meat shields for them or let's just you know throw at them or do, do something so I'm, I'm well, I imagine they're, they're, they're trying to beat our ass like, for lack of <laughs> a better story, like they are trying to crush us and that is what made us better like that's what you need yeah yeah definitely not trying to take it easy on you guys but just really really push you guys yeah um is there anything that you on an individual basis would do would have done differently to prepare or do you feel like you were pretty much like at at peak you know competitive shape for cloth um i could have got my my stamina up higher um i i got my bike out for for months and i was riding my bike 
but um, I, I feel like my stamina could have um, been higher, but at the end of the day, no shade, I didn't get to play that much. So I didn't really get tired. I didn't have the opportunity to, to, to get tired on most of these games. I was playing the last four or five minutes of, uh, of the match. Gotcha. Um, when you look at the whole weekend, the whole production, uh, especially since you've been you no know, stranger to Worlds events, um, was there anything that, that impressed you the most about this specific um, Worlds? The facility was beautiful. Like there was so many courts. There was places to get um, to get food. They had court. They had uh, TVs streaming the game. They had a, like a, a beer garden upstairs. We can go get a beer and watch the game. Um, the courts were just immaculate. Like we didn't have to deal with dusty courts. The lighting was good, except for when uh, the power went out. That was right. experience. But the facility and it was just it was beautiful i had no complaints about the um the gym nice yeah it definitely looked like a a really good production and um i i just i wasn't say it was funny but just like that blackout was kind of crazy and then you see everybody's like holding up their their lights and their flashlights trying to yeah, shine the way yeah. a little bit but um it was, it was, it was funny it was actually i was i think we had to get up pretty early that day because that was the first day of elimination so we had the uh I guess called the flag ceremony where everybody walked out and they were wearing their warm ups and they stood behind their flags. So we had to get up pretty early. So as soon as the lights went out, <laughs> I, I took a nap on the court because we were out. <laughs> I think we, we sat there for a couple hours. So being that the lights went out, oh, I got an opportunity to take a nap. More people showed up in the crowd. So we had a bigger crowd when the game started. And um, that ref that uh, costed me, we're going to talk about it later. He actually, he was roughing that game when the lights went out. When the lights came back on, he was gone. So that was beautiful too. <laughs> a lot of good things came from that power outage. Was was this before or after the blackout where this happened? That what? The ref left? Right. After the, when the power came back on, he was gone. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, you definitely got to rack out whenever you can. I mean, um, couple hours and yeah might as well might as well take it especially if you have no idea what's going on yeah yeah we had no idea when it's going to come back on if it was going to come back on that day so um i feel like this is kind of like a like a softball toss question i mean mm. usually when i ask like what country stood out to you and obviously the answer would probably be great britain and maybe austria first and second place but were, were there any countries that you just weren't expecting to show up in in your new division um canada played really well um especially their their mixed team um a couple of the guys uh, they played for hard as foam and um i've been talking to them online for a long time so it was really cool to actually get an opportunity to to play with them um i love playing with mexico i think they had to play all divisions so like they're really tired they're a very new team but they came up there with heart and it was I think it's important for the sport that we have these new teams coming in and for them to have a great attitude, which they did. I was super impressed by them. And then, like you said, the uh, uh, the teams from Europe, they they were good, but that's what we expected. They've been playing this, this um, they've been playing cloth dodgeball for a very long time. Yeah, the expectations are gonna, they're gonna show up and, and impress. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, quick. But, I mean, all the all the teams they they were they were very, very strong. Like I was impressed by by every team. To be honest, like Australia, everybody was. They embraced this new style of play, and they did they did very well. Nice. You have a funny quick side story about uh Team Mexico. I guess for whatever reason, um, Tony Sanchez was going to be their coach, but then they decided to go elsewhere and for whatever reason didn't work out. So I guess when Tony showed up to go support his wife, Katie Sanchez, they like hugged him, hugged Tony, like you will coach us next time. So hopefully uh, he'll bring some more, more to that heart. And, uh, you know, we'll see him in the top five and, and continue to be uh, contenders. Yeah. So, so I kind of want to switch gears a little bit. I mean, there's a couple things that obviously you brought up. Um, you had said, you know, when, or if you want to play again, um, obviously, this might be a really good chance to talk about the whole, you know, quote unquote incident. Um, and I mean, I'll, I'll just admit it. When, when I saw your post, like make dodgeball hype again, I was like, Oh my God, now, now what's going on? Like what's, 
what's what, what, what kind of issues happen happening? I think uh, you kind of addressed that and said just what you'll see you'll see video. Um, I'm assuming that's what you're referring to, right? Like there wasn't another incident where like you were getting um, singled out for celebrating. It was it was that specific incident with the ref, right? Yeah, and it was and it was I mean, it was overreaching theme of like us not being able to celebrate. I think is is a poor a poor look of the sport. You know, dodgeball is is the one sport where you eliminate a team, where you hit people with an object to eliminate them, and to not be able to celebrate is, I think, the opposite of what a, a sport should be doing, especially a sport that has people in the crowd who are, who want to see you pull out an amazing game and get excited, and to and to be told that you can't celebrate, I think, is counterintuitive to, you know, a spectator sport. I don't, I don't think it's good. I think it's, I think it's a, a huge mistake. And, and, and to watch like on one, on one side of the, of the gym, you have cloth where it's like, it's crickets. And then you have foam where people are going bananas for plays, like as they should be able to, you know, right. They're, they're pumping up each other, their chest bumps, high fives, they're flexing. That's what you want to see from your, from the best players in your country. And that, um, was it was it was frowned upon and carded and regulated in cloth and i feel it was um unfairly done it wasn't it wasn't refereed the same across the board which made it difficult for me to enjoy my time there so yeah i mean there's uh there's that one quick video you did where it shows you celebrating and i think it shows great britain celebrating and those guys aren't getting singled out. And I'm, I'm not trying to, you know, angle or target anybody from Great Britain. But one of, the, one of the reasons why I reached out to you and wanted to see if you were willing to talk about this, um, you know, in an obviously recorded platform, what have you, was uh, somebody commented to you saying, why do you have to celebrate like that? And, uh, sorry, go ahead. I'm just laughing. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, there, there's a big difference between like taunting and you know being a straight up asshole right and yeah. but you know pounding your chest getting your guys hyped getting your team jazzed up i mean that that also helps you guys perform better 100 percent. so i'm not really sure like where where that's coming from and um this is this is going to kind of go back to where we were a couple years ago when we were, we were addressing you know an issue with with race and um you know, I, as I've said, I tend to try to shy away from these things, but at the same time, um, something really, uh, uh, something about that dude's comment, um, really, um, not, not to try to make this about me at all, but normally I just shrug that kind of stuff off. But what I'm realizing, and I really want to shout out Josh Ty in case he's listening to this, um, pull me out of my own perspective and my own comfort zones and understanding how other people are experiencing things. Mm-hmm. And just because I see something differently does not take away from your experience at all. Mm-hmm. So when I saw that, like, hey, you shouldn't celebrate like that, it kind of reminds me of um, Colin Kaepernick and how people are saying, oh, yeah, of course you got the right to protest, but don't protest like that or, or any other, you know, protest uh, against what's going on. Um, everyone's always saying, not like that, not like that. Yeah. And it just takes away your voice. And um, yeah, I mean, so that, that's kind of like, I, I want to hear from you. Um, and, and, you know, your videos are, are helping bring a lot of awareness, I feel, to a lot of people to see, like, holy crap, like, first of all, how you didn't, how you didn't lay that guy out is beyond me. The fact that that guy put hands on you and is not going home in a stretcher shows a lot of your, like, control and self-control and restraints. But, um, I mean, do you feel like walking I've, us through that? I've, or? Actually, I've, been, I've been told that, like, at least 100 times since then. Like, I'm so impressed by your control. But, like you shouldn't be impressed and this is nothing no, no no shade towards you but like you should be you should feel for me you should feel sad like honestly because i've been programmed since i was very young to to think about how people will react to me had i done what most people wanted to do in that situation i would have looked worse than him he who started the whole thing you know i'm not i've i was told by my dad you are guilty until proven innocent 
And I was like, why? And he says, because when you grow up, you're going to be an intimidating black man. And that's what they're going to see before they know who you are. So in me not reacting in that situation, that comes from decades of programming from my parents who are trying to keep me safe. Had I put hands on that man like he put hands on me, I could have been arrested. He for sure would have tried to get me arrested right there. He would have stopped the game and they would have called the authorities on me. And my kids who are watching, they would have seen me get arrested. So to say that people are, are proud of the control that I show in situations like that, it's because I can't express myself how others do. And that's how I've been raised for so long. And it's sad. It's not impressive. It's fucking sad, you know? And um, <clears throat> and that's how I see it. Watching that video, it makes me sad because I'm not able to act how other people act. And when I watch that video, I see a lot of people pointing the finger at me for over-celebrating, for, for acting the same way that everybody else acted in that gym. I can't do that. I can't. I can't put my hands on people. I can't celebrate. I can't flex. I can't do any of that stuff. And that entire week, it felt like I was being policed. I, I invite people to go back and watch the games, watch where at the end of the game when I got called in, if I got a hit and I celebrate and I flex, just watch how the ref reacts. In those videos, watch how the ref reacts. His hands clench. He yells at me. At the end of the game, he is so upset that I was that I was celebrating that he came on the court and he put his hands on me and he was screaming at me to be to be professional. And that's why the side by side video with Great Britain and how they reacted to to them winning their matches. They got to celebrate and nobody cared. Their captains, their rep, their coaches didn't care. The ref didn't care. But then if you go and watch when I celebrate in the Austria game where he accosted me, watch how the ref reacts. Watch how the coaches and captains react. There's a lot of policing going on and it's not towards anybody else. It's towards me. So I've been programmed and taught for my own safety by my parents to keep me alive and so that I can see the age that I am now, that I can't, I can't act like certain people. I can't act like everybody else, I'm different. And what I'm trying to show people is that's how I was treated through the entirety of this tournament by a lot of people. And I don't want to be in situations like that anymore. So why would I why would I continue to go to worlds if I'm being policed by everybody and controlled by everybody? And then when I try and bring light to it, it's no, don't do it like that. Why don't you come talk to me privately? Why would I talk to someone privately who was oppressing me, who's keeping me down, telling me how to how to react to situations where in which other people get to react their own, however they want? Why would I come talk to you? I'm going to expose it. I'm going to scream it to the world so everybody sees it. And even when I do that, I have people telling me, don't do it like that. Why are you celebrating like that? But they don't ask everybody else, why are they celebrating like that? It's just me. So at the end of the day, how I reacted in that situation, it's through, it's through pain. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm hurting right now. Like, I don't know if you can hear my voice, but I'm, I'm hurting. Still, it's two weeks later. I, I, I signed up for, for therapy. I got a, I'm picking a, a therapist that way I can get through this. That way I can be the man that my, my wife and my kids deserve to be because like I'm hurting right now. I'm broken. And this is in a sport that I've given everything to time, money, blood, sweat, tears everything and i don't feel like i deserve to be treated that way and i've been trying to look at the at the the silver lining the good parts i've had a lot of people reach out to me and they're and they're proud of me and they're they're proud of what um i accomplished by fighting and and, and sticking to my guns but 
I have a tendency to look at the at the negative, the people who tell me that I was celebrating differently, I should protest differently, or me talking about race is exhausting. That's the stuff that sticks with me, not the people who tell me that they're proud of me. And, and, and this is a, a, a big win for dodgeball. So I think with, with time, me talking about it with a therapist, I think I know one day I'll get I'll get past it and I'll be able to look back and be proud at what I was forced to accomplish, you know? Yeah, man, I mean, that's for that exact reason is why I wanted us to, to talk to you about it because I, we, I just don't know, you know what I mean? Um, I, I could, I could try to empathize. I could at least try to alter my perception or I could just hang tight and, and talk to you about it. And then when I say something like, you know, I'm so impressed with the fact that you showed so much restraint. Like I don't, I don't even realize what's coming out of my mouth. You know what I mean? Because of just how you said, like you're, you're, the way you were raised, um, you know, it's it's a difference between, you know, choosing an altercation versus you. And you're probably right, man. I, mean, I, I can imagine the cost being called on you, and that has not that's not gone well at all for for a lot of people. Um, it, it it just there there's just different um, experiences. Um, which is which is just really shitty that that still happens um, in this day and age and and in dodgeball of all things. Yeah, yeah, dodgeball has always been my escape from from society, my escape from the real world. It's it's the one place where I felt safe to to be myself, to open up. Um, it's the one place in where I could I could throw a ball at a. This is gonna sound bad but it's it's reality it's it's the one place where i could throw a ball at a white girl and no one would bat an eye i can throw as hard as i can at anybody and it's and it's not like oh my god like look at that big crazy ape dude like destroying people so i felt like the my safe place has been violated i, I mean it clearly has man if, if it has after everything you've done for the sport if you're looking at maybe not playing anymore because of it, that, I mean, I don't, I don't know how to phrase that. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I mean, I gotta, I gotta protect my, my sanity. I mean, nothing's more important than my, my mental, my mental health. Um, I don't, I don't just live for myself anymore. I have, I have humans who rely on me. I have a wife who deserves the best me. So right now I'm, I'm, I need to work on me. I need to build myself back up that way. I can be the best person and the, the person that, that they deserve, you know? So I'm, I'm, I'm stepping away from dodgeball. We'll see what happens. I don't, I have no plans on returning to, to team USA, but I mean, I love dodgeball. So I'm not going to say I'm done, but right now it's just, it's not something that I'm going to, I'm going to do. Well, I mean, it's, Dodgeball is your escape, you know, like your escape, like you said earlier, from the real world. It's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to bring joy. And if it's not doing that, then it, it's got to go if it's not serving you. Um, yeah. I mean, it's expensive, too. <laughs> you know, like I paid a lot of money yeah. to get out there. So. Yeah, I'm sure your wallet's going to appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, every world is a very expensive experience for me. So, so I mean, if 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 I saw correctly... You know, this ref has been banned indefinitely, right? He's he's done. Um, I definitely don't want to belabor the subject, but I mean, how, how do we get better? You know, how how does what's the path forward? How does I mean, is it as you said, when you see an injustice happening, you call it out, and you don't shoot under the rug, you don't DM or private message somebody, you just throw it out there to expose everyone. Is that how we're yeah. supposed to deal with things? Like, how does it? Um... Well, I think that it comes from from learning. You know, what you are doing is you're putting yourself in an uncomfortable situation, and in, in your you're learning. You're you're taking my perspective, and I think that you are 
once you you hear my perspective one that you're not used to one that you never thought of before then you'll be able to understand and have empathy for other people and i think that in order for um our organization to or i mean dodgeball as a sport or in a whole to to move forward it has to you have to be able to understand everyone's perspective it has to be inclusive um you can't have people who look a certain who look at other people based on their you know sexual orientation their color what have you you can't have them looking at someone a certain way and prejudging them you know so i think that you know world dodgeball federation they announced that they're going the refs are going to have they're going to have training i think that's huge because what i experienced was um refs who had already they'd already made up their mind that i was aggressive and i was in intimidating and that's actually what um the head the head cloth coach marcus he when he came when he came to the defense of this austrian ref who accosted me he said you have to understand that as an athletic and, and tall person you are intimidating and what you're doing looks very aggressive and that's the reason why i put the the videos of my reaction and great britain's reaction side by side to show you that there there's no difference and even when i put them side by side um, I got a comment saying you can't compare the two. And I, I, I made it perfectly clear through these videos that the only difference between what happened on these two courts was the reaction. They had no reaction. And then I was, I was accosted. I was, someone put their hands on me on the court, chased me off the court. And then I was removed from the game to not, to not return. So in order for the sport to to be the best and for everyone to feel comfortable there, you have to there needs to be training. And and I think this is a huge step for this for the sport. And um hopefully the, you will never have a situation like this again. There is um there's yeah, you know, I played against you for a very long time. Um as evil as Random teams. I've ref, um, you know, your games. I know you're, you're, you can be an intimidating person. You're, you're good. You're on good teams. You have a lot of championships. There are times when, you know, for example, you throw Team Evil on their fastest game, and I don't even want to quote it because you're going to correct me 20 seconds or less. 10. Thanks. <laughs> Damn it. I got you. <laughs> 15, maybe. <laughs> Where I just like, I roll my, just like that. I'm like, damn it. Here's that freaking video again. But my <laughs> response is, well, we should the bed. Like we should just gotten better or yeah. okay. Vince's, you know, chest thumping, praying around, you know, I mean, we're just mad. That's it. So the answer is get better or shut up. And that that's it. I mean, that's, yeah. that's what I would expect from a sport like dodgeball. that's trying to take itself more and more seriously. <clears throat> so to hear, you know, you're, you're this, imposing intimidating figure part of me wants to ask well is it because of the the tiktok videos is it because of the following that you have but then also who gives a shit like if i'm a ref at the highest level there should be no bias there should be no like prejudging there should be like his i mean it's exactly what you said they're, they're already looking at you they're already looking for you to fuck up yeah yeah man yeah that's that's it's honestly how i felt when i go back and look at that game it like he was like he was, he was watching me. And it's the same way that I feel when I'm out, you know, driving and I see a cop. I feel like I'm being watched. I have to be on my best behavior because, you know, it's the, it's, it, it is what it is. So I definitely felt like I was being over-policed um, in this tournament. And it wasn't just that game. There was, um, what was it uh, against Canada in the bronze in the bronze medal match? Like I had gone the whole week, um, you know, them telling that I couldn't I couldn't flex forwards because that was taunting. So then the coach said, "Okay, if you want to flex, flex backwards at your team." So that's what I did, and I was told I couldn't do that because that's um, intimidating and taunting. Um, and my wife and kids they were watching on the live stream. So after I told I couldn't flex, I would just throw up a W up at the live stream camera so that they could see me and recognizing that, you know, this is for you. I want you guys to to celebrate and be happy. 
And then the, the Canada bronze medal match, um, I was throwing up W's to my wife and kids in the crowd. And I was told they stopped the game and I was told I couldn't do that either. So every form of expression uh, and excitement and celebration that I, I came up with, they were all taken taken from me until I was left with nothing at the end of the week. And I don't, I mean, I would, I, I watched like all of our games and a lot of the games in the live stream. And I don't see anybody else being policed like that. So, yeah. Yeah. I, um, it's hard when, because of social media, like you can post something, it could be misconstrued. You can go into this rabbit hole of, of arguments and keyboard warriors and whatnot. You know, I'd ask you like, what, what do we, how do we, how do we get better as a community? How do we heal? Cause there's, there's a lot of people that I feel, you know, something happens and th there's some miscommunication or there's some miss, I, I don't know, like just not being able to actually listen. And that's why I like the long forward podcast because you can, you can talk without being interrupted. This isn't for likes. No one's going to come in mid conversation and post a bunch of nonsense. Um, you know, when I look at my contributions to the sport, I feel like this is one of the, the things that might help because it just shows, you know, if you're willing, your your perspective and your emotion and your like how you actually feel about this and actually, you know, it's not within a thirty second video or clip or, you know, you're not trying to fight trending algorithms on, on Facebook and whatnot. Um I feel like this is is a good step. Um but I just wonder like, you know, does it start here? What else is it? You know, you, you, you said something earlier, like, okay, this, there, there's going to be training now for these refs, which is great. I mean, it's probably should have happened in the past, but like, at least there's some kind of silver lining as well. Um, cause I, yeah, I mean, again, I, I really, I'm not trying to make this about me at all. I'm just kind of sharing like how I see things, how, how I perceive things and how that's changed since our conversation two years ago. Mm -hmm. It's definitely pulled me out of like the, well, this always worked for me. So why doesn't it work for this person? Mm -hmm. Um, and that, that's as a, you know, heterosexual male as well. I mean, I've, I've, I'm looking back at some of the relationships I've had where, you know, a significant other would say she feels a certain way, like, oh, you shouldn't feel that way. And I'd just be so quick to write it off and maybe it just right. comes with age, but to, to be able to just take a tactical pause and just listen to that other person, um, is huge. And I, I just wish the community would do that more. And maybe that's like this could be another thing that comes from that. Um, but I, I do want to go back to content creation because that was something I really appreciated seeing you do. Before we do that, I wanted to say something. I think that sure. to answer your question, I think that what we need is communication. You know, that's that's how you solve almost every um, every every situation, every altercation, what have you, is communication. I think that. Um, you know, if these these refs who had already, you know, decided that I was some sort of aggressive person would have, you know, communicated with me that like, this is how we see you as aggressive. And I could, and I'll be like, well, why, why do you see me as aggressive when you don't see anybody else as, as aggressive? Like, oh, because you're athletic, but like everybody here is athletic. So like, what really is it? It's like, oh, I don't know. Maybe it's because you're black. I'm like, okay, well, let's, Let's talk about that. I mean, maybe that's not, that's not for me to talk about. That seems like more of a, a them issue. But um, and like a different subject, like um, you know, sexism. It's it's also very, it's a very big issue in dodgeball that I feel has not been fully addressed. Um, there was a situation where someone had posted, um, a friend zone meme, like, oh, this this guy got put in the friend zone, and I was like commenting oh that's 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 terrible to be in a friend zone blah 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 with the boop and someone said oh that's sexist the whole concept of a woman putting you in the friend zone and like you should feel bad about that like and i i didn't understand that coming from my perspective because this world is women are often told like i was told like you got you can't express yourself that way do it a different way so after like several conversations about this, I, I came to understand like, you know, that, that is, it is sexist, you know, and, and, and by having conversations, uncomfortable conversations and, 
And like Ty's, like Josh Ty said, like you have to be uncomfortable. You have to look at someone else's perspective in order to understand. Because what we do as humans in order to get through life easily is we we prejudge people. That way we can get through life. Sometimes it's good, you know, like if some person is walking around the mall and it's it's super late and he's wearing a hoodie and he, he doesn't have eye contact, it might be good to prejudge that person. Right. You know, but like if someone's saying something is sexist, you shouldn't shrug them off. It should be a conversation. Explain to me why that's sexist. And then they'll explain to you why you should take everything into consideration that can into consideration that they're telling you because this is a perspective that you not do not have and the only perspective that we have um as humans are the ones that i mean our own or the ones that we've read or watched videos or movies of so to expose yourself to more perspectives is to be a better human and to learn empathy and i think that will solve everything and in the training i hope that you that you learn empathy for for, for for all people, not just black, for women, for 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 every community needs to be represented because they're more often than not told to to shut up. Shut up and play dodgeball, you know? So it all boils down to communication, I feel. Yeah, no, I mean it definitely does. I mean I mean, it, and, and like you said, you don't. I know you don't want to toot your own horn, but like you're putting perspectives out there. And if people are listening and actually, you know, taking something from that, that's a, a huge plus. So you are doing a lot for the community. I feel. I appreciate that, man. I, I know I've had my my missteps, and um, you know, that that's a whole another conversation. Maybe, like I know I'm not always going to get it right, but I'm always willing to try and. Um, I'm just trying to think like the world getting smaller because of technology. Like we were, I just wonder how many people have suffered in silence in the past. You know, like, you know, you, you picture like a locker room and a bunch of, you know, wannabe alpha males are talking. They're being really obnoxious and they're just saying a lot of stupid stuff. I wonder how many people just kind of just, you know, were secretly not offended, but just didn't want to be there, but just sucked it up, you know, or, or the work environment with, with women and, you know, because when somebody, you know, people on the other side will say, oh, you can't say anything these days or everybody gets so offended or there's all these snowflakes or council culture this. And it's easy to dismiss it like that because I, I don't think people like to have their traditional views challenged. They like to think everything is perfect and they don't, some people don't like to be reminded of that fact. Yeah. And those are, those are all microaggressions. Those are tactics that people use to get you to shut up minority minority groups they don't feel comfortable speaking out because of microaggressions like that and, and gaslighting so these are all these are all weapons used to silence people who you know might want to speak up but they choose not to because they don't want to be outcasts they don't want to be destroyed socially so or they'll to they're told to do it in a different way or you shouldn't feel this way which God knows I've done a lot of those. Um, not I'm really. sure I have too. You yeah. know? So those those days should be over. And to, to tell someone, you know, don't do it like this or you talking about this is exhausting, that those are all microaggressions and, and people should, they should speak up against it, you know? If you, if you see a comment, someone telling someone else how to protest, you should have done this. Like everyone needs to speak up. And more often than not, it's the minority people, the people who are being attacked, who are looked to um to speak up. You know, the WDBF when this happened, um, you know, I made a formal complaint. I had several people email Dwayne and express themselves. And um they asked me what I wanted to see what I wanted to see change. And that in itself, it's like asking the victim, like, how do we fix this? Like if someone's being bullied and you go to the victim, how do we fix bullying? I don't know, ask the bully, you know? Like it's, it's, not, it's not our place, it's not the, the victim's place to, to fix the, the oppressor's behavior. So, I mean, I'm flattered that 
that they would ask me what I want to see, but at the same time, it's kind of slapping the face. Yeah, I mean, it's... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, it's another perspective for you. Yeah, no, I, I'm... It, it's like... Uh, it's almost like put, putting the, the blame on the victim. Like, well, you know, you shouldn't be dressed like that. Or, you know... I don't know, just... No, that's real. I got a lot of that, especially from the, the head rep. <laughs> he, he came onto my page and he he put a lot of comments, basically putting the blame on me for being accosted by this rep. He he said that, um, what did he say? He said I was aggressive towards the referee, which is inaccurate. I'm, I'm, I'm never aggressive towards anybody. He said, he said that I showed um, poor sportsmanship the tournament and his example was that i got a card for doing um a flight kill on someone long after the game was over um and i, I posted a video showing that you know i couldn't hear the whistle the whistle was literally seconds before i had um done the flight kill and i missed the flight kill and and so his his reasoning for me being accosted was because i was uh, a poor sport so he's pointing uh, a lot of blame on me for the ref's actions, like a lot. Like there's at least five more things that he said about me attacking my character, telling me why I deserve what happened. So it was just like you said, it's victim blaming. And that's another weapon that's that the pressures will use to shut you up. Like every, not every, but like George Floyd, he was resisting arrest. He was he was yelling and he was screaming. That does not excuse you to squeeze the life out of him in front of everybody. It, it, it's not an excuse. That is victim blaming. There are there's so many people who quote unquote resist arrest and who get to go home to their family. So these are microaggressions and they need to be addressed when you see them. Period. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's unfortunately it's easy to pull up all kinds of examples of, Oh, you shouldn't have resisted them. But then you see, you know, white people tackling cops, like walking around with like freaking assault rifles on their straight slung to their, the shoulders as if nothing happened. But, um, yeah, yeah. I, I did want to point out one more thing. Um, <clears throat> this one guy, that you uh you screenshot it. He just says, "I can tell you as an experienced European dodgeball player, blah blah blah. I'm like read the whole thing, but I cannot speak for every single player. But for 99, percent this doesn't exist, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. No way, this is racist. Trust me. Like, dude, what do you? Uh, this, yeah, this goes back to the I haven't experienced it, so you know, obviously yeah, you can't. He, he he brought an onslaught of microaggressions in that one comment oh yeah no i posted a video expressing how i feel he said don't do that don't go about it like that and and then he's saying it doesn't exist so trust me (laughs) yeah trust me a white guy and i was like you can't tell me how you can't tell me how i how i felt you can't sit there as a white person and tell me you did not feel racism you did not single you not you did not feel singled out because of your race, and then he came with the the ultimate. My black friends over here are laughing oh, at boy. you. So he took his his <laughs> black friends and he weaponized them to attack me and attack my character. And I, I post that I screenshot that and a lot of people came to my defense and that's what you should do. These are microaggressions and it, it's gaslighting. You're weaponizing your black friends all to get me to shut up. And the fact of the matter is this person was in the wrong. He should not have touched me. He should not have come on the on the court aggressively and chased me off. Um, I, I gave several reasons as to why I feel it was racial. I still think it is. So as a white person, you can't tell me how I felt is invalid. You can't, you'll never feel what I felt. And like, honestly, like if that's your your first thought, when you see someone call out racism, sexism, anything like that, like you're part of the problem. 
and the people who were quiet and didn't say anything, you too are part of the problem because you're not fixing anything. It's going to keep happening. And the sport will be plagued with, with people like that if you don't do anything. And there's been situations when, when um, for example, like gay players were uh, attacked or, or called stuff like that. And I didn't speak up. And I failed my community in, in, in not speaking up. But in order for us to, to make this an exclusive space and, and safe for the future, the future dodgeballers, we have to speak up. You can't sit there and be quiet. You can't, we can't say, oh my God, you're fucking exhausting. Like, stop. You didn't experience that. You can't do that. You're making this person feel invalid. Like they don't, like their voice does not matter. So I hope that from from my post and I hope from this podcast that that is what people learn. Like you can't, you can no longer be quiet. Yeah, and I would also hope that, you know, you may not always get it right, but that doesn't mean you should ever stop trying. And, you yeah. know, just because you let that one F word slip by, you know, X amount of months, years ago, doesn't make you a bad person forever. Like you're obviously learning as well and experiencing this world as well. So, I mean, as long as you're willing to at least listen to the person and be like, Oh, okay, my bad. This, this does hurt you. I'm going to stop now or try to be better. I feel like that's, that's the least we can do, um, moving forward. hundred percent. Well, man, I mean, I, I could probably talk about this for, for hours. I mean, I literally just said that, um, during the break, but, um, you know, in the essence of time and just because it, it's, probably something you just want to kind of put, put to rest, um, at least for now, is there anything you wanted to wrap up with or any, any final thoughts or takeaways or just you know, how do you want to, to bring this to a close? Yeah. Um, first off, I want to appreciate, I want to thank you for this platform on this opportunity to talk about this and, and hopefully put it to bed. Um, I want to, I want to thank, uh, WDBF Dwayne for listening to me and taking this seriously and addressing it in a timely manner. Um, I want to thank my, uh, my circle, the people that, um, that I confide in and, and keep me strong. Um, my wife, Layla, my mom, um, Val, Swan, Crit, and, and everyone who sent me messages and, and said that they're, they're glad that I did what I did. Um, it, it, it meant a lot to me. Um, and, um, I hope that that dodgeball is better off if I play or not. And, um, yeah, I mean, we shall see. I, I'm, I'm, I've been going through a lot. So the people that held me down, I, I appreciate it. And that's just, I think that is where I would like to actually no, I, I have more, um, I haven't talked to my therapist yet, but I've talked to, like I said, my circle, and I've ex I've expressed to them that I felt that I hurt a lot of my teammates' feelings by going public with this, instead of you know telling them privately how their how their actions made me feel. And um, while I would probably do the same thing again given the chance to redo it. Like I value all your friendships, you know, everyone on the team, the coaches, the captains. Um, I hope that we can, we can communicate, we can talk, we can get back to where we were. Um, there's a, there's a saying that hurt people hurt people. And, and maybe that's, that's what I did, but I had to speak my truth and I had to speak it loud. I want everybody to hear it. And I don't think that the resolution that I got would have happened with a private chat. It had to be out in the open. I had to put I had to put my cards on the table, let everybody know this is how, how I felt. And I hope that it never happens to anybody ever again. You know, so the people on my team um that I haven't talked to since Worlds. If you feel some sort of way by me going public and 
and expressing how I feel, how I felt and how I feel. And if I hurt you, I mean, that was not what I was trying to do. I was trying to express how I felt so that it doesn't happen to anybody ever again in and in and in, 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 in doing that, I might have hurt you, but that was not what I wanted to do. And I'm kind of dancing around apologizing or not, but I can't hurt somebody and not feel hurt for them, you know? So I'll leave it at that. Like, if I hurt you by going public with this, I'm hurting too because I did that. I'm not necessarily going to apologize, but in doing what I did, it hurt me too. And I hope that we can, we can get past this because without my dodgeball family, I'm only a, a portion of who I once was. So I just want to leave it at that. And um, like I said, I appreciate your platform. I appreciate this time. I appreciate you and this conversation. I appreciate you willing to share that Vince and, I hope that good does come from what happened um, and that people listening actually hear your side and we just move forward in, in some capacity that, you know, involves healing and um, I'll, I'll leave, this, leave it at that as well. So we'll go ahead and end the discussion here. So this is uh, no joke and no exaggeration. I think take 16 and I just find myself tripping over myself on what to say and how to bring something this, um, this powerful to close. And, um, I'm just going to try to simplify it as, as best as possible. And that is Vince. Thanks so much for, for being willing and patient to explain how you're, how you're feeling and how this has impacted you and to not so much call me out, but, but show that even in my own intentions, there's still a lot of bias that, um, needs to be worked through. I know I tend to steer away or shy away from the controversial topics that sometimes find their way into dodgeball, but this was not something I could, I could turn my back on. Um, this platform, whether it's got 30 listens or 500, people listen to this, and I feel like it's a great opportunity for someone to share their experience, good or bad. And that is one thing I do want to open up to, to anyone that is listening. Um, yes, it is a dodgeball podcast. Yes, I would love to focus mostly on dodgeball precaps, recaps, and the good old long-form interview. But in doing so, you know, I'm learning a lot about the other person. I'm learning that this there's more to this Facebook profile. There's more to these threads. There's another living, breathing human being who at the end of the day wants the same thing that I do. Like we are all going through this crazy experience together. We all just want to be happy. And dodgeball is what brings that for, I would like to say, I like to think 99.5% of us, we play dodgeball because we enjoy it. And um, if this has helped in any way, if this has helped bring positivity back to something negative in any way, then it'll be well worth doing this for the past five years, time and again. So at the risk of rambling and being more nonsensical as the night progresses. I just want to say that, um, I may not always get it right, but I'm, I'm more than willing to shift, adjust fire and listen and have those hard conversations as they come up. So moving forward, um, if anybody's listening, would like to discuss something, um, please, by all means continue to let me know. I really appreciate everybody, uh, filling out the polls, sharing what they'd like to, like us to focus on. I know Sergio's got a couple of um, international teams lined up for the world's uh, recap. I'm moving towards the um, premier recaps as well, starting with the East. I'll be going back and forth as guests make themselves available. And uh, yeah, we'll talk dodgeball. But um, again, Vince, thank you so much, man, for, for just helping me grow. I mean, if anything, um, I continue to take a, a lot away from these hard conversations and um i will i won't steer from them i won't steer away from them as they come up when they come up when relevant so again i really hope that a lot of good came from this episode um i'm just gonna leave it at that so if you're still with me have a great rest of your evening a great rest of your week a great weekend and we'll see you next time